Hello? Hey, cash is down. Guns down. Let's go. Just a Welcome to Friday Night Moms. As you can see, it's just me, Danielle, on this one. But on the next one, I'm sure it will be Celia. So today, I have a lovely guest, Ashante. <laughs> and I have her entire resume on my phone because I knew I wasn't going to remember it. And I'm nervous because I'm the only Friday Night Mom here today. Um, so here with me, as I mentioned, is Ashante, the recovering perfectionist coach trademarked because that's important to say that is a process respect respect the process respect the process (laughs) okay additional titles and businesses (laughs) include founder and ceo of axon group Mm -hmm. please explain what axon group is so axon group is a transformative coaching transformative growth practice where we help people figure out what what healing looks like for them. Mm. I think oftentimes people think healing has to look monolithic, it has to look one particular way, and there's no one size fits all. And so um, our transformative coaching work is really like, what do you need? What do you need to heal? You're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. Mm. You actually already have everything you need in you to heal. We're just gonna come alongside you and help connect those dots. Okay, I get goosebumps every time she says that. Um, And then additionally, you are the executive director of the Susu House. Yes, I am. Tell us a little bit about the Susu House. So I am a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. And when I was practicing or when I was working in a practice, a lot of times there were so many people that could not afford therapy. And it just, it got really, really frustrating that that was a thing I kept coming up against. And as we all know, like people like to talk about healing, but with inequities in the world, like healing isn't equitable. It's our birthright, but it's not equitable. And so what Susu House does is it raises healing equity by bringing healers, practitioners, and community together to engage in restorative services, healing services without the burden or barrier of financial restrictions. So you get to heal for free because <laughs> heal for free. Yeah. Um, so from hearing all of that, yeah. we're going to talk about healing, healing in the space of moms and dads and aunties and uncles, but mm-hmm. just healing as a person just moving along in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ashante and I have talked many a times. And if you missed it, we did a live did. a couple months ago. Mm hmm. Um, and I was left with homework to do. Did you do your homework? Do you remember your homework? Listen, this is not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what this is about. It's ongoing. Anyway, it's healing. It's ongoing. ongoing it's healing. Work. And the point is I'm bringing it up. Yes. Because so I didn't do it. <laughs> and it's accountability. And so I need to go back. Because I did write it down. It's uh-huh. in my journal. So there's oh, a place. Oh, no, that was part of it. So you There's a place it. for yeah. me to reference it. I need go. to go back. Um, but yes, let's talk about healing. Okay. So I will, I want to, I'm going to keep this free flowing as okay. I mentioned to you, um, within, you know, some guardrails and parameters, cause I'm sure we can go into this for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. But, um, I will say one thing as a mom, mm-hmm. right. And as Danielle, because a mom is not my defining mm-hmm. title cause it's new. Mm-hmm. Right. But. Something I, I would say I struggled as just Danielle and as and now it's heightened mm-hmm. as a mom. And I think other moms and parents and caregivers can really like feel this, feel me, mm-hmm. is that feeling of overwhelmed. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like I have this list. And now that I have this next chapter, next title, next everything, the list is like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it's double. It's like quadrupled. Mm-hmm. And then you have a partner and that's like a whole nother list. Yes. So <laughs> I'm trying to understand and maybe you can help me through that process of like calming down that like overwhelming feeling in some way. Is there a way to calm down that anxiety that... <laughs> You know, without medicine. <laughs> okay. I mean, and if you need medicine, right, right, right. Take the medicine. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I try not to do medicine. That's person. fair. That's fair. Who? How do you calm down the overwhelm? If I could get a pill for that, mm-hmm. do you understand? Like, I know. Um, I believe oftentimes, and myself included, anytime we go into a new transition or a new version of ourselves. Mm-hmm we feel like we have to bring all the other things with us, mm. right? Okay. So when you go on a trip, yes. you don't, let's say, okay, because you travel a lot. Okay. A lot. <laughs> Do that. And there's, there's, a, there's some stamps. Okay. There's some stamps Okay, couple. So let's say you have a trip this week, you have a trip, and another two weeks, you have a trip, and two weeks after that. Okay. When you take the first trip, you have a carry-on, mm-hmm. right? You grab stuff, you bring it back home. You don't then take that exact same luggage mm add it and then bring another carry-on and then go on the second trip. Right. And then you take those two carry-on luggages and then you have a check bag and you take it on the third trip. Yeah. Because you understand that you have to take some stuff out of your suitcase, got to let some stuff go, got to leave some stuff here. Some stuff doesn't work in this season of this particular place I'm going to. And we understand, like, it's it's obvious when when I'm traveling. But when we transition to different parts of our lives, I think we often feel like we have to continue to operate at the same level in each identity that we've always always operated in. Fix it. And that's where the overwhelm comes in. I've always been this Danielle that did yeah. this, 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 yeah. this, and this. You're like, you're right. Yeah. In that season. Yes. In this particular season of Danielle, those nine things are cute, yeah. but are they necessary? And we say, no, it's ne- is it necessary for ego or is it necessary for your sustainability? And a lot of times we keep it's a lot ego. of things in our like in our identities for ego. And yeah. ego's not always bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we don't do a purge or a reset or a what's needed of me in this season. What version mm-hmm. of me is needed in this season? And it's hard to let some of that stuff go. Because it's like an identifying factor in who you've come to be. Mm-hmm. Right? All these little things, these nine things, mm-hmm. either I know it to be me it could be personality, it could be things, it could be, you know, ideologies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I f- and, and you have come to know me as this mm-hmm. person. And it's like, okay, now I'm adding this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think a part of it is like, I feel like if I let go of some of it, some of this ego, some whatever, something within this list of nine, mm-hmm. you, you, I don't know. I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. and I like to pride myself on, See, this is how it goes, y'all. She just be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, and she just listens, just... and then you just start like. <laughs> and now it's, it's the, the it's the round session. it's the round southern face. It's the character. No, but it's also it's, it's, like it's, you're actually listening, and I do think a lot of people struggle with listening, like actually listening. Take take away, you know, your what you are licensing. I think in general, people don't listen. That's a sidebar. <laughs> And if it's shade, it's shade. But people don't always listen. Fair. Okay. 
But the long and short is, and I'm just talking generally, but also bringing myself into it is like you drop certain things and you feel like you may drop people because someone is attracted to you on that level or you have connected to someone on that level. So Mm -hmm. I may, you know, I was talking to Ty about cycling. Mm -hmm. Cycling was part of my identity and it was a part of something that I was building. But Mm -hmm. if I drop cycling, am I losing out on experiences with Ty or experience with someone else who is in the the world of cycling that I haven't tapped into yet? Okay. So let's say that happens. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So let's Right. Because nothing bad is going to happen. Let's say These people may be still around. All right. All right, y'all. So, this is not what I'm supposed so, to say. <laughs> anyway, about the people. About the people. The people who are here <laughs> who want to hear about themselves and don't want to hear about me. So I'll speak I'll speak in general. Thank I'll you. I'll speak in general. So something that you named that I think when you, you were speaking on behalf of all the people. Yes. Right? All Because I know all of them. You know all of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's, that's one of the things. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we say identity and we mean label. Okay. And it was like, they're the same thing. I was like, not actually. Because labels become like, I'm the fixer, I'm the nurturer, I'm, I'm the, the go-getter, I'm the perfectionist. Shout out. Um, Let's really Actually, back. no, let me, I'm also recovering, hence why <laughs> I ain't got to figure it out yet. Okay. I'm very much in recovery myself. We're on the journey together. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes we hold on to this particular label, either that we have assigned ourselves or that someone has actually assigned to us and we're just living in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really know their true identities. We're just living up to or down to whatever other people have assigned to us. Mm. And so a lot of the time it's I have to be all these labels to be considered this whole person. And you can say it's like, well, what if these people I met in this particular season and with this label, what if the relationships are different after Mm -hmm. this? That's solid. Okay, it's it's seasonal. Everything is seasonal. If you think about people. At a, again, you can't take them all with you all the time. Right. You think about people, let's say you're having a party and you're at a banquet. You know, I love like analogies and visuals. Yes, you do. Um, so people are at, it's just so much easier for me that way. <laughs> but it's relatable. Right. So if you're not like, okay, right. I get a visual. I, I, I I'm think a visual. in visuals. I'm a visual learner. Okay, well So good. it always works. That's why I'm always like, oh Lord, here we so go. So picture a table. Oh boy. Okay, I'm picturing <laughs> You're at a banquet. Mm-hmm. Beautiful gown. <laughs> See, is Probably. that a label? Because you assume that I'm in a beautiful gown? No, I just oh. I just wanted to put you in a beautiful gown. Okay. Now, if I said it was a designer gown, ah! then that would have been. I'm just saying. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, you're in a beautiful gown, may or may not be designer. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. <laughs> we know. So, you're in a beautiful gown. You're having a wonderful event, wonderful party, seated mm-hmm. event. You have people, usually the people who are closer to the front are the ones that are more important to you, right. right, in some capacity. And I think oftentimes people, if you have someone who's in the front and mm-hmm. this at this particular course yes. of the meal, of the dinner, <laughs> right, you think they need to be there for all nine courses. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to rotate some people out. So sometimes mm-hmm. people are at the head table with you, okay. and that's great. And then sometimes people are at the next table down, and that's cool. Yeah. And sometimes people that are at the head table need to get moved to the table down. Sometimes those people need to get moved up. Sometimes people get need, need to get moved to the back table, table 18 in the very back of the corner. Because this just ain't the season the for us. Yes. No shade to you, no it's shade true. to me. This is not the season for us. And some people need to be like, it's been great. Thank you for yeah. your service. Yes, Goodbye. thank you for it. And I think often we're trying to keep all the people at the head table with us. Yeah. And it's okay for people to be in different seasons. 
right? I get that. I totally get that. And I, in terms of, I know you're saying recovering perfectionist for yourself, but I would say I could also throw myself in the recovering. I don't know what the title is, but keep Reco- everybody in the same recovering people pleaser, recovering imposter syndrome. It's recovering, just keeping everybody with me. Hmm. Like I've known you forever, so you got to come to this table. Mm-hmm. I've known you for 10 minutes, but come to this table. There are amazing people here. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely had that conversation with Antoine. He'd be like, there are so many people. But that might also come from being an only child. Yeah. And I look at people or the people that have really um, impacted my life or I've really had strong connections with over the seasons mm-hmm. as like, I guess, stand-in siblings. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that is, like, a whole nother conversation about does Gunner have a sibling? And I'm like, well, I'm fine. But then when I have these conversations, clearly I want siblings. <laughs> and I have half-siblings who I love, but I don't yeah. have siblings that, who... That nucleus. Yeah, yeah, who, like, knew me from the minute I knew how to, like, brush my teeth. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And one of the beautiful things about you is you're such a connector and mm-hmm. you're such a welcoming person. So I'm not saying don't do that. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is sometimes depending on the banquet, depending on the event, everyone doesn't have to be at everything. It's true. Yeah. And it's not a shade to them. It's not a shade to anyone. Like you can't be everything to everyone mm-hmm. and be that version of Danielle that you mm-hmm. so deeply love being and that people so deeply love about you. Okay. And so some of that goes back to the identities and the labels, right? Yeah. Yeah. We cannot, nor should we be yeah. everything to everyone. We should not set ourselves on fire to keep someone else warm. Yes. And especially as black women, we're like, we can, we'll be all that, like we're, we're lauded for our strength and our tenacity and our resilience. Yeah. I'm so sick of the word resilience. Like I really am. <laughs> I'm so sick of that word. I was, we, we don't get to be soft. We don't get to take yeah. a break. We don't get to have a moment. And so it is ingrained in us on top of us just naturally being nurturers mm-hmm. that I have to be all the things to all the people. Yeah. And you can, in your heart and in your soul, be that beautiful, loving, kind, mm-hmm. connective person. But if everyone's getting some of it, no one's There's getting none. a sufficient amount of it. And then people are like, oh, Come you're on. different. Oh, I ain't got time for you. Or you ain't got time for me. Or yeah. you're like, but I brought you to the thing. Why are yeah, you? Yeah, why are you mad you they, the thing? they wanted to see. They wanted to engage Everything. that, Danielle. Yeah. <sighs> but we all do that, right? Let me, let <laughs> me also... Let me also come back. We all do that. And I'm saying no, that to I'm you as I say, I say it to me too. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not taking it as like, oh boy, this is like a session for me that's now live um, <laughs> on the internet. It's no big deal. No big um, deal. But no, it, it, you know, a lot of my breath work that mm-hmm. I'm doing right now, because that's a thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the homework. Right? It's in the homework. You were doing it. <laughs> Shoot. Um, B plus, B plus, okay. B plus, that's solid. B plus is solid. Okay. But no, a big part of it is, you know, my, my breath work, my, you know, taking in what you're saying is not, it's acknowledging also those labels I put on other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I used to always be there for me and now you're not there for me and this is the thing. But then there are other friends that I give that quote unquote pass to Mm -hmm. Because I acknowledge that life happens mm-hmm. and seasons happen and moves happen and relationships happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very interesting how we can compartmentalize some people and give um, those allowances to some people and others don't get that same kind of like I think the ones overture. we want. So we speak into the parent side yeah. of it, right? Um, I think oftentimes 
what happens with parents is you actually get confronted very quickly with your mother and father wounds, Mm -hmm. even if that's not what you're identifying it as. And so it plays out in how you parent. It plays out in how you see your kid. It plays out in the things you want to do differently. And you're like, oh, my God, I sound just like my. Yes, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it plays out in the people where you have the higher expectation for. Because for some of them, I'm curious if there is a need that's not being met in you that wasn't met by a parent Mm. that that person has met in certain seasons. And now there's an insatiable expectation for them to meet it always at all times. Right. And the moment they don't, it's you're depleted again because you're not filling the hole within yourself. You're waiting for someone else to just keep pouring water in. Gotcha. And so a lot of times we, um, with our mother and father wounds, we redirect that energy to people outside of us, especially those who are closest to us. Because mm-hmm. like, I've let you in. You can't ever disappoint me. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that feeling is overwhelming. Or That's when true. you're raising your children, um, things that you wish you would do differently or you wish that your parents did differently or things that you realize you haven't, you know, healed from. Yeah. From, you know, engaging with your parents or anything that comes up when you have a little human that you're like, oh, I now have to keep this being alive Uh, all the time. And I want them to have their own mind and their own voice and their own thought. And I need them to understand I'm raising a little black boy. And now I'm hearing the, don't even talk about that. I literally had a conversation um, with a friend last night about how I can be sensitive. And I don't want to say hypersensitive. I don't want to just say sensitive. And it's like looked at as a bad thing. Right. But having my little black boy in certain spaces and someone kind of like, I don't know, they say something about him in a nice way. But I'm like, what do you mean? What are you trying Intent to say? Versus what do you, I'm like, yeah. what are you? What? And that literally happened yesterday. And I was like, girl, am I being too sensitive? Like, am I doing too much here? I don't want to name names. So I'm just keeping it really High big. level. High level. Big. High level. But it just, yeah. Anyway, that that's a whole nother thing. Okay, so but that but that actually, so if we take like that overarching situation, yeah. right? Um, what you just named spoke to protection. Mm-hmm. It spoke to safety. Mm-hmm. It spoke to whether you had a um, if there was a deficit when you were growing up around feeling safe, or mm-hmm. or if it was like my mom or my dad or you know whoever was always there like all of that plays into it yeah when you're you know trying to keep your child my mom i'm the only so it's like till this day you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and now her energies are shifted to gunner which is great and she's like this is what i meant and it's like but it goes back to like different ways of parenting Mm -hmm. like i love the kid down that for me that's a given mm-hmm. but i allow certain things and my mom loved me down and is now loving him down but her love is very like mm-hmm. you stay in this little circle here and this is where the love is it's all safe in here and squishy don't and dishy you come out the bubble do not leave this damn bubble um okay and you took know. a step out of the bubble yes i am this but it's interesting as parents now we're shifting into the parent thing mm-hmm. So for my mom, she had this bubble, but until, for me, she had this bubble, but Mm -hmm. up until a certain age, she was like, hey, you've got to leave the bubble, and I want you to be this, and this, and this, and this, and all these amazing things that I want for you, because as I'm learning, and as a, you know, the kind of, like, old wives' tale, like, you want more for your child. So she wanted more for me, and so I want more for him, and it's Mm -hmm. like, but those, like, get you way further and further from the bubble, because you want them to be 
all that they can be. If he want to be an astronaut, that's way outside the bubble. That's outside of Earth. Um, and he's out. Um, but no, I totally get it. I mean, so much is just intertwined into circling back to you know what we just first kicked off as like this list of identifying factors that you think are you and you have to take everywhere mm-hmm. to like the things that you want to leave behind or have your child leave behind to mm-hmm. be greater. Mm. And it's in- see she'd be hitting you with that mm, when <laughs> she's like you have solved your own problem. Thank you. <laughs> For paying $10 million for this. I mean, I said in the beginning, I was like, everyone is their own healer. We just get to come alongside you. No, but you need the person, you know, you need the person to listen to you. Mm -hmm. An unbiased person. I mean, you can have that person at home. It can be your partner. It can be your best friend. But I do think they're, you know, I'm a staunch proponent of therapy in Whichever way it comes to you, right? right? I may not go and see a therapist in the traditional sense, but I, as we've spoken, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can have these one-offs with friends and feel um, a great sense of relief um, mm-hmm. and walk away with the homework, right? right? And apply the homework in different ways. But I'm also a physical person, right? right? So I exert my energy through cycling or working out and on that um live that we had which mm-hmm. you can check out i think it's on your channel still it is. it's on still the there check out the recovering perfectionist on instagram mm-hmm. um <laughs> we talked about um me being able to exert that energy elsewhere mm-hmm. and what that means but also for me losing the the time Mm -hmm. the amount of time that i had in being able to work out and do triathlons and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that was a big identifying factor for me Mm -hmm. that from those conversations we had i've compartmentalized it in a certain way so it is a big part of me Mm -hmm. um i know physically and mentally it helps me but i had to like really come to terms with okay if you're not going to the gym excuse me three to four times a week that doesn't make me less of me, right? And I just need to shift that and do squats with Gunner. And I, I've go. started doing See? that. You Girl, we was. More of our I session. remember. <laughs> Girl, I was in the streets with him, and we were dancing. And the next morning, I was sore. So it works because it still works the muscles. It still works. It's the still muscles. whether you got Megan the Stallion or <laughs> Gracie's Corner on. If you, Gracie's if you, Corner. you know, if right, you're doing just do it, a little pop you lock and drop it, it you, right. with the thirty pound with the thirty. The child it's still the same it's still, it's still the same like and kettlebell. giving yourself grace so it's like oh in this particular season maybe not a triathlon yeah and maybe that's something i do with gunner when he's older so Ooh. you don't put the things away yeah you just you know like clothes like we're not wearing yeah we're not out here wearing like bubble coats and it's 105 degrees well not anymore but in new york anymore. it's, it's officially really getting fall yeah that happened out about it. moment of silence for that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah okay so Okay, so shifting. Mm -hmm. I want to know, so obviously, you know, you have folks come in, they have conversations with you, Mm -hmm. um, and not digging into their personal stories, Mm -hmm. but are there any, like, commonalities amongst parents, caregivers, folks who are helping other folks, Mm -hmm. um, that you feel like is a thread that most people have that... Mm -hmm. Probably, I might think, oh, it's a Danielle pro- problem, mm-hmm. or it's a you know who am I, whoever mm-hmm. else problem. But it's like not; nah, it's ninety percent of everyone. It's America. It's, not it's America. America. It's, it's the world. It's the world. It's the world. Um, well, I already kind of named mother father wounds. Yeah, a lot of that comes up, uh, regardless of if you have children or not. And okay. when you have children, it's 
It's big. It's, it's right there in your okay. face because you're looking at yeah. little you. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, and so then there's so many things that you either did receive or didn't receive or wanted to receive or want to do differently. Like, oh, that's coming up at yeah. you, right? Um, also, perfectionism comes up, wanting to get it just right, even though I have yet to find the perfect book on parenting. If I don't, I'm really trying to find it, and and there isn't one, and all the books that are out there are all contradictory. So that, that's so cool. I will that's cool. tap into that and say that is not one pitfall that I've fallen into. I don't know why, and I'm happy to have not, mm-hmm. because I think that I'm able to share that energy, that mm-hmm. positive energy of me, like, girl, we all struggling. Mm-hmm. We all trying to figure, do we all figuring out? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's big. That also speaks to a level of healing work that you've already done, because okay. your identity isn't in being the perfect mom. Yeah, to Gunner. Yeah, no, ma, I'm mess it up. But I think that also come going back to the healing work, um, that only in adulthood mm-hmm. that I have come to terms with, and I think a lot of people need to come to terms with is like. Our parents aren't perfect. No. Right? So they went through their own struggles, whatever that looked like. And so I think it's it really put me and my mom in a in a better space. And we've always had a close relationship, but like women, you know, women in the house is like his own thing. Yeah. Um but no, now it's like I see her as a human being. Not that I didn't see it, but she was mom. It's it's mom different. is not a human it's being. It's different when you grow up and you see your mom is like, oh, like if you were a girlfriend, this is how yeah. this is how you actually show up in the and world. And I say I say to her, I mean, every couple of weeks, I'm like, and she was a single parent. I'm like, how, 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 how sway? Because there's two of us, and we're still. And Sunday nights we'd be like, oh, tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> how are we gonna do this? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how single parents do it. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's not. It's you are a superhero. Mm-hmm. And however you're doing it and figuring it out is, like, absolutely amazing and the right way. Right. As long as no one's being harmed, this is the right way. Does that way work for you? Did that? Okay. It works. It is, works are we me. Are we on the same page with that? Great. Um, I think oftentimes people forget that while you were growing up as a parent or mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, your parents were also growing up. The only difference is I entered parenthood way later. You're still growing up. I know, but right. it's like right, and we're and we're still. My mom did it in her twenties. I'm like, there's absolutely there's no, no way. <laughs> no one should trust me with their kid other than babysitting in not my twenties. E- not even maybe not even. Well, I to was everyone who I babysat in my twenties. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> no, that hole in the wall is probably my fault. That is my bad. Okay, but it's yeah, wild. I had to have accountability. No, moment. it's very but we, wild. we forget yeah. like you while you were growing up, your parent was actually still growing yeah. up, especially now, then. Yes. So and like my mom had me late in the world of like that generation. That, that before. generation. She had too. me at twenty seven, which is like, how dare you? How are you going to have children? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, they're twenty three. At twenty three, I don't even tell you what I was doing. Nothing with a baby. Right. Nothing with the baby. Nothing with the And so baby. even don't now, don't, don't, don't do that. But even now, you are growing up yeah. as Gunner is growing up. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, again, we understand stuff in like compartmentalized ways and we don't understand it across all parts of our lives as well. Every single okay. day, Gunner is doing something different, right? Yes. yes. Like he physically looks different. He wake up and I'll be like, did you grow did- last night? Yes. Like he is 
physically growing yeah. into a different being. Mm-hmm. He's discovering more parts of himself that mm-hmm. he had discovered before. That, that's like one of the most exciting things, like when your baby discovers her feet. Oh, You're yes. Like, it's like, oh. Yeah, toes. belly is the thing now. Yes, it's belly. I'm like, how do you... If, the, if it is such a beautiful thing to watch a baby discover who they are and more parts of them, why can we not give ourselves grace as we're discovering Let me tell you something. This is the analogy queen. <laughs> I don't care. If you didn't understand the words coming out of her mouth, just watch. I don't. Run up our back. Run that part Run up back. Our back. We need like a... Yes. So the baby. True. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. And again, we get it externally. Mm-hmm. We do not receive it internally and if you keep in mind i am growing up as you are growing up Mm -hmm. so back to the identity thing from before yeah this particular identity i had doesn't suit me in this particular season so we're going to just put it in the closet of all the identities that make up who i am and right now we're going to pull this one down Mm -hmm. and use that one and that's okay and the people who are really for me the people who really rock with me the people who really love me yeah love me as who i am not as whatever identity I'm pulling down that benefits them. Because yeah. quite often, and this also connects to a lot of our wounds, and this happens with single mothers. Yeah. Um, whether you're a single mom, no community, single mom community, partnered mom, no community, partnered yeah. mom community. D- com- Did y'all hear those all levels? Of those, all of those, right? That's a le- when I say those are levels. All four of those. All four of those levels. Because there is a stark difference between having community and not having community. Right. You're like, oh, we have a partner, but I have no one outside of these little people in my life, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, that is huge. And when you, like, understanding, like, within all of those situations, a lot of times what we're struggling with mm-hmm. is our conflation of love and doing, Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we do not understand trans- or unconditional love. We live in a space of transactional love. If I do, if I'm enough, if I continue to, if I show up as, if, 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 mm-hmm. then you will love me. One of the only places there's unconditional love is with that child. Yeah. And so understanding that no matter how you show up that day, when that little boy sees you, Hair done, hair not done. Project completed, project not completed. Fight with your husband, no fight with your husband. Didn't get the stuff you need to get done, did get it done. Five pounds overweight, 20 pounds underweight. Whatever that is. It's the same energy. Mama. It's mama. It's true. It's it's you, Mm -hmm. right? And so just the things that we can learn from our kids in terms of like the unconditional love piece of it. You don't have to be anything other than present. And for the people who can't handle you just being present that day with whatever you have capacity for that day, mm-hmm. maybe that's not the season for them. They're mm-hmm. not bad people, but they may be in their own season of a thing. Yeah. And that's cool. Right. You just may need to sit at another table at the banquet. Whew. I, I mean, all right. Well, I was going to keep going, <laughs> but that well, that was solid. I felt like that was a solid session. <laughs> I feel um solid. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I want to ask so many other questions and I know that we can go on and on and on. Do rapid fire. <laughs> rapid fire questions. Okay, here here we're going to go for shorter questions with shorter answers just from a time perspective okay. and just kind of keep us together because, you know, going back, honestly, I think it, as we flow just now, it just, I don't want to taint that, oh, right? I don't want to taint how... That just came full circle <laughs> in its own natural way. Um, but 
I lightly tapped on how ways that I find healing. Mm-hmm. Can you tell folks mm-hmm. out there different ways that they can find healing? Because, again, mm-hmm. therapy in its traditional sense is not everyone's bag. No. no, it's not. And I think one time you told me that if you do seek therapy in its traditional sense, it's not meant to be forever. I don't. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. You did say what? that? I, a therapist said that? A therapist said that you're not supposed you should, to come every day from now until forever. Until for no, you should not. No, you mm. should not. Um, so I'm gonna parse out yeah. therapy from healing work. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I started Susu House yeah. was because I actually believe therapy is a wonderful route. It is not the only route, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of things that need to be, as with all systems that we have that in our Westernized culture that are steeped in supremacy and mm. oppression and things like that. Like most of um, the DSM stuff, like. Well, so DSM is like the diagnostic, like where okay. you can diagnose people for different um, disorders or things like that. What it doesn't account for is trauma. So oftentimes mm-hmm. unrecognized trauma is diagnosed as a disorder. Okay. And Dr. Thema said that that was not me. So shout out to Dr. Thema. Thank you. Because um, we because I, I heard that and went and now I'm done for the day. Yes. That I'm done for the day. Yeah. So when understanding that, like the people who we studied were older white men Mm -hmm. that work specifically with a particular personality type or Mm -hmm. a particular experience that wasn't our experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so on one hand, I do think the, the roots of, of what therapy is trying to do. I think it's one of, it's a beautiful Avenue. Mm -hmm. It's one of the beautiful avenues. If you get with the right person. Okay. I also think healing is done in community. And a lot of times we're like, Oh, I got to heal or I got to healing actually really only works when you're in community. Mm. That makes sense. Right. It's, it's not a, it's, it's individual. And, um, and so I do think therapy is a, is a beautiful way to unpack, undo, heal from work on certain types of things. For some people, it's therapy and for Mm -hmm. other people, it's I need movement. Like Mm -hmm. so for your specific, it's like I need movement. And you're actually doing therapeutic work when you're in community talking about what's coming up with you. You're just not doing it with a licensed therapist. Right, right. But when you're like, I don't do therapy. Well, except for me. Right. (laughs) Except Except for for like the one or two therapists that I actually know that I just like. Right. But then like we're friends. And so you're like, so I have a question. I'm like, I have an answer. Um, but you're still in community in yes, that way, right? Yeah. So honestly, that's still therapy. When you're talking to your best friend and processing, yeah, that's yeah. still therapy. Yeah. Um, I also believe there are other methods, like because un- it really comes down to understanding you. Mm-hmm. The most pure, like I, I, I have an issue with the with the phrase. I had to find myself. Mm. You were never lost, sis. Mm-hmm. You were never lost, bro, bruh, bro, whatever bruh, you want, bruv. You know, take it across the pond. Take it, take it, bruv. You know, um, it really is a returning home to who you were before all the world did all the things to make you feel like you weren't whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so some all that comes with uh, returning back to you, reintroducing yourself to yourself. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes that happens with therapy. Sometimes that happens with Reiki. Sometimes that happens with chakra work. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that happens with astrology. Sometimes that happens with human design. Sometimes that happens you know, and so many different other modules and methods that people engage in healing work. Yeah. And that's partly why I started Susu House, because there are so many different avenues and ways that people can heal and they should all, all have access to what those might be. Right. And right? understand that that is healing. And it's healing. Is it helping you to be a better person? Yeah. 
without physically harming your body. He's like, so I can do drugs. I didn't, so I'm not, not saying like, that. go do, you know, not the hard stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't, don't go do the hard stuff. And be like, it's healing me. It's no. actually not physically hurting you. Yes. Um, but whatever is helping you to return to the best version of you, mm-hmm. the most authentic and pure version of you. Because you're just returning to that person, yeah. which is why partly when I've had therapy clients and then when I transition to coaching, we work in segments okay. because I and in tra- some of the traditional therapy work, there is a bit of a power dynamic. And mm-hmm. I want to make it very clear that I am not in control. This is um, not a power thing for me. Like okay. I am not the expert here. You are the expert in your own life. Gotcha. I may be able to pinpoint some things because I'm kind of outside of it and I'm yeah. a bit removed. Yeah. But you are the expert in your life. And so. We do a certain amount of work together and it's different timing for different people. For some folks, it's six months. For some folks, it was two and a half years. For some folks, it was four years. For some folks, it was like three weeks. I'm like, you need a break. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You're already coming in with the thing. But you need to have some time to exercise the muscle. That's true. Like, go go do the thing. I never want to be a crutch to anybody I'm working with. Because I feel like that's an easy... You could be a crutch... The spin coach could be the crutch. Mm-hmm. Like we can get really yeah. pulled into someone else. And it's it's not a it's not negative. It really the the heart of it goes back to wanting to be in community. Yeah. And so for me, I actually in working with some of my clients, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're at a really good spot. I think you need to go test out some of these tools we've come up yeah. with, some of these lessons you've learned, some of this homework like you've put into play, like Go test it out in the world. See mm, what happens. See what comes back. And because I and I let them know I am with you on your healing journey for as long as you will have me. So I'm never leaving you. Right. I'm with you as long as you will have me. Yes. And get out the bubble for a little bit. You can come back whenever you want. You have the code. You can you come back whenever code. you want. You got the gate code. You got the gate code. Come back whenever you want. And mm-hmm. I believe in you that you can go out. You're you're further along in your healing journey than you believe you are. Yeah. And sometimes I need. Go test it out. And if right. you're like, this area I did great. This other area, no, 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 no. I wasn't ready. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about it. No judgment. No, no, no. But you, mm-mm, I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. But at least you know now. Um, yeah. And you tried it. And then we celebrate the fact that you tried. Yeah. And we celebrate your That's courage to part. like get out there. Okay, so you fell. Let's clean you up. Dust you off. Let's work on it a little bit more. And then you go back out. Because it goes back to the child. Yeah. Ah, this is amazing. You do it with the babies. You do it with the babies. Do it with the Why babies. don't you extend that to the adults mm. who were once babies? Who were once and who are still growing. Yeah. We're all somebody's babies. <sighs> I think this is the first time I looked at this camera all this whole recording. <laughs> um wow. Powerful. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so the last bit mm-hmm. is homework. Homework. Mm. I don't know why I keep asking for homework. You're going to keep getting it, too. You're going to keep getting it. Well, it's not for me. It's for y'all. Um, for but us. I'm going to use some of it. It's for us. It's for us. Okay, fine. Is there any bits of homework? It doesn't have to be super crazy. Mm. What is our takeaway to mm. take and put it in our little wherever mm. you journal? Okay. Your iPhone, notes, actual journal, whatever. So Post-its on your mirror. People do that. So something. Oh, I. A lot of people do. I saw Mary Jane being Mary Jane. I was like, you do that too. Okay. Okay, great. I loved it. Um, So I have one question, kind of based on what we talked about today. I told you I was like, it's it's gonna come to me when we're when we're sitting together. And then I I want to maybe throw an activity in there. So the question is, let me figure out how to frame it because this is legit off the dome right now. Mm -hmm. 
I want you to ask yourself, like first observe and then ask yourself, what grace can I give myself that I'm giving my child? Okay. Yeah, because that kind of goes into, oh, they're learning how to do this. Mm -hmm. They're falling down and figuring it out this way. Mm -hmm. I don't yell at them when they don't know how to tie their shoe yet. Right. I don't, you know, there's there's a grace in terms of like where they are um, developmentally. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, yes, we're technically adults, but developmentally and emotionally, we may be toddlers in some areas. Okay. So, so where grace are we giving our children that we should be giving That you ourselves? can give yourself as well. Okay. Right? Like what lesson about growth and giving grace to growth do you give your kids that you can offer yourself? Okay. Um, that would be the question. Second thing is I want everyone to do an activity. Okay. This is, this is a good one. This is a good oh, activity. So she this is a good activity. So she says. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can do it with you. Oh, my we're actually, we're gonna we're gonna We're going to play out the activity. So I have a question for you. Yes. Well, first, are you hungry? Yes. Okay. What would you like to eat? A burger. Is that what you actually want to eat? Is that what you actually have a taste for? Yeah. Because I had a really bad one yesterday. <laughs> mm -mm. So I want you to take a moment. Oh, man. Okay. I want you to take a deep breath. What do you actually have a taste for right now? French fries. Are you asking me? No. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> you want French fries? Yeah. Because that's the first taste that came into my mouth. Just <laughs> yes, I want French fries. You want French fries? Yes. Okay. Are you going to be able to get yourself French fries today? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do this. This is actually the whole activity. Oh. The activity is truly. I'm like. Oh. You're like, and then you eat the French fries. <laughs> right. Reward. <laughs> you're like, that's it. The activity is truly something in like checking into yourself first. Mm. When I ask, what do you want? You're like, I want a burger. Why yeah. you want a burger? Because I had a bad one yesterday. What do you actually want? Actually, I want French fries. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm good. And it's something yeah. as simple. Because a lot of times it's like, well, what do you want? What do you, if I knew what I wanted and I, if I knew this, I wouldn't be asking other people. Yeah. I wouldn't be on IG scrolling there's trying to knee, get the answer. There's a knee jerk right. answer. And so the, the activity is truly just a very simple, what do I want to eat right now? Mm -hmm. Or what do I want to eat for dinner? What often happens is, mm, what's in my house? What's in the refrigerator? What's yeah. around the corner? What's close? What do I have time for? And we start calculating all of these things that have nothing to do mm. with the actual need mm -hmm. because we don't check into our bodies. Yeah. Now, we can't always meet that need. It may be like, you know what? I really want this particular salad from Don Angie. Yeah. I can't get the salad from Don Angie right, right now. And I still have acknowledged there's a thing that I actually need mm -hmm. and I want mm -hmm. right now. Right. And then it's like, well, at some point I can probably figure out how to do that. Well, I want the salad. Why do you want the salad? Well, I want the salad because it tastes like this. Do you want that particular flavor? Yeah. What else can I get that has that flavor? Mm -hmm. Oh, I could go to so-and-so. Okay, great. Oh, that's close. And there's a whole, you know, then yeah. you figure out a thing that's close to it or you get it another day. But just truly taking a moment and it, it may seem a little juvenile, but it really is like the easiest version of what do I want mm -hmm. for me? Not based on circumstance, availability, whatever else is around me. All those do play a factor, but we don't even allow ourselves to get there first to before get, we like start cutting it down. Right. Before we get to the reasons why something can't be. And that goes into our fear of having joy and our fear of thinking like we won't ever actually get what we deserve or want or not feeling like we're worthy enough to have the things that we want. But that's a whole other session that's for another day. Other but for, for another right day. now, just ask yourself, what do I want to eat? 
You don't actually have to go eat it. You don't have to go get it. If you want to, go for it. Food's my love language. Um, (laughs) But it's the act of asking yourself what yourself wants Mm -hmm. and listening. Well, y'all, that was today. That was Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Ciao. Um, Thank you for joining us. Ashante, thank you for joining us. I hope you, every time we meet, I leave sweaty because <laughs> I don't know that's how I express nerves and what have you. Oh. Um, so thank you. I mean, grateful, grateful, grateful. Um, I hope you feel um, served. I hope you feel that you walked away with something that you can work with. It may not be everything, you know, everything we discussed may not have touched what you need in the moment. Um, but I hope you walked walked away with something or are walking away with something. Um, be sure to share. Uh, if Celia was here, she really does all the things. All the she like, things. like, comment, subscribe, share, regram, all those things. I think she just did it. Right? I just like... She just, thinking about she it. Just did it. Um, we will place somewhere here or here or here when they edit. Um, the Recovering Perfectionist <laughs> on Instagram. Reach out um, to Ashante. Mm-hmm. Also follow Susu House. They mm-hmm. have amazing events um, in the healing free. space. And they're free. They free 99. Free Can you believe it? We pay the healer and the practitioner who comes in to do the event their full rate. Yes. So because healers and practitioners important. need to be able to pay their bills too so because that's a big that's yeah a whole nother we make sure to pay them their full rate so they can come in do what mm-hmm. they need to do for the community if people want to you know work with them after that's we can that's help with that yeah and if you need a little help we can help a little bit with some of that as well right. but, but it's the free key, for y'all. But, i mean that's key the right there's free. a whole nother conversation for another day about not giving us our full rates and expecting us to, to do get, to, to be for the community right when <laughs> do it for the culture culture don't pay my bills right and culture if i am doing it for free and then i can't pay my bills and i can't do it for the culture and it's a very vicious cycle right. then i can't do it <laughs> right and you can't get it <laughs> facts we ain't got okay. no lights <laughs> no lights zero lights these lights shut down um, but yes, thank you again for joining us on this edition of Friday Night Moms with the recovering perfectionist trademarked Ashante. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you for being such an amazing subject subject today. <laughs> no, it takes a lot of it. I do not take lightly. I never take lightly when someone shares their story or their experience because you don't have to, especially in front of other people. So. Thank you. Just got